Hello and welcome to Creator Crush, the show where we talk to people who love to make things. Today we're talking to Scott C. Uh, this interview originally appeared on Horseshoes and Hand Grenades as part of an interview segment. We're bringing it to you fresh here on episode two of this brand new show. So sit back and enjoy this talk with artist extraordinaire Scott C. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, Scott C. That's right, the wonderful illustrator behind such things as the great showdowns, Double Finds Brutal Legend and Psychonauts, and uh, his recent work, Life on Planet Alien, which melts Ashley's brain. We are so happy to see him here today joining us. Scott, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great. I'm so great. Thanks for having me, you guys. We're excited you came on. This is awesome. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. pumped. We uh, so I've been like I've been a fan of your work for a long time. Like I I, I think I've watched the Double Find Adventure like six times, at um, least. <laughs> which is it's crazy. But oh. to me, it's such a fantastic example of how things are created and the the sheer will that it takes <laughs> to make a thing. Because um, mm-hmm. it shows all the the guts and the the glory behind like putting that stuff together. And and I, I think one of the things that that fascinates me about about is I love the there's an episode where you guys are just hashing out art, right? Like you're you're working on concept art and such. And you say something along the lines of of uh, talking about when you're trying to create something, you just let loose your brain <laughs> uh, and just don't you just make it you don't hide any ideas. You just drop them all out on the page and uh, yeah. Like how, how do you do this? <laughs> I mean, that's like I mean, the pre-production phase of any project is always the most fun because that's where like anything is possible. And in order to like come up with good ideas, I, I think it's I mean, you learn in art school too. It's like the the fifteenth, sixteenth, maybe thirtieth idea is when you start getting good ideas. So you have to even if like kind of really generic ideas or, or crappy ideas come into your head, you gotta put them down. So you can at least have them and, and acknowledge everything and then just keep on doing it. And you never know when one of those ideas might combine with another idea. And then like you just have to let yourself not not give yourself pressure of being clever or being smart or being funny or anything. You know, you're just creating, 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 creating. And then it kind of, it's the same thing. Yeah, anyways, the same thing as improv. That's why I always say it's the same, same kind of thing. You, you can't get in your head about it. Any way to make your not wind up so much and say, oh my God, I have this blank piece of paper. I have to come up with an idea right now. That's a lot of pressure. Instead, just like make a list of what you're going to do that day. I don't know. Do a bunch of stuff. It doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be what you're... Anyways, that's the basic idea of it. No, that's Are wonderful. you involved in improv at all? Say again? Are you involved in improv? Um, I mean, I, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I've, been, I've taken classes and stuff in the past and I've been that's involved. That's awesome! I mean, I think it's I think it's a great way to loosen your mind. The whole idea of just like kind of loosening up is is what they're and not being in your head. You know, that's the big big takeaway from that. That's that's really impressive. I, that's one thing. Like we, me and Ashley, both not aspiring writers, but like write for fun. Uh, Ashley's Ashley's like actually a published person, so she's got like ideas figured out. Uh, but the rest of us, like we have a lot of artists or artists and and uh, and writers that are part of our legion of dorks uh, as part of our network, and they um, it's always fascinating to watch mm-hmm. them figure out new ideas. And I'm like, how do you do what you do? And and uh, that's a really interesting perspective on it. So one one thing I want to ask you is, I know I was, I was reading your bio, and you you were you know art school, and then found your way into Lucas Learning doing uh, kids stuff like kids games, um, game art. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm I'm like 
trying to remember the bio. Uh, but then, like, did so when it came to to creating your art, did you did you always find your like you try to go after video games, or did you just kind of wind up there? Kind of wound up there, to be honest with you. I mean, after I graduated in the mid '90s from college, so um, at that point, gaming was not a huge thing, and it was like I just wanted to use my art for something, you know. And um, and it was Star Wars, and I was a huge fan of Star Wars, so it was just kind of a good reason to go do that, you know. And it, and it was uh, one of the greatest things that could have happened to me because it helped me. At that point, I didn't have much discipline and with for myself after college. I didn't have any assignments, so I had no way of motivating myself to do things. So um, it was nice to kind of work with the team and kind of grow like that, you know. And then it just like and then uh, working with uh, Tim at Double Fine was just the next level because he was. Um, so committed to story and such a unique world and stuff that it was there are all the worlds that are created there. So it's just like um, a wonderful environment to keep growing as an artist and everything. So, I mean, I, and it trained me for um, like working in picture books and everything else, you know, to not be committed to your designs, you know, having things canned, you know, having projects canned. Like you just like my first, my first game at Lucas was like, was canceled like a week before it was done. Oh, now, now it's my first foray. Sorry, I don't know what the word is, but sure. into the world of like canceled things, and like you can't be committed to your projects in the world of entertainment. All the world of entertainment. So I mean, you can be into it, but you have to like kind of same with your concepts and your ideas. You have to like you know sell them, but not be like if if people are like, oh, that's stupid. Be like, oh, you don't know, start crying, have a terrible time. Just move on to the next thing. So it's kind of like, yeah, so you build up like a feedback muscle where you're just, you're, you're okay. Because like when you first start, you're like, feedback, oh God, they just broke my, they ripped my heart out, they're holding it in their hands. But like yeah. at some point, you, you kind of just figure out, oh, that's constructive, we're good, we're fine. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully it's constructive, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even if it's not, you have to try to like kind of examine all the, all the things that people criticize and try to... yeah. Together. I just imagine somebody taking your, your pictures and just holding them and walking away slowly and just dropping them in a fireplace and just continuing <laughs> like that. This that would just well, that's how it I would mean, feel. That's kind of I mean it was in a way like whenever I, I mean, when I was in the office at Double Fine working with Tim, it was like and we had a real great relationship as far as like showing each other things and kind of getting each other pumped. So if I had a design, I would just walk into his office and be like, okay, and I would try to sell my design to him, and he'd be like, it'd be like, what? He's like, ah, it's pretty good. <laughs> like, that's like the worst. That basically is the worst reaction ever. So it's not even like someone saying like, oh, stinker, throw it in the trash. It's like if they're like kind of like, huh. <laughs> like that reaction is just as bad as throwing in the trash. And you have to go back and try to make them laugh or try to make make it funny or, or, or clever. I don't know. So, yeah. yeah. Or or like I, I, another thing from that that made me laugh is putting them in poses. Like you are talking about putting putting the... Yeah. The character on a pose with his leg up is like Tim's. Like, yeah, that's great. Let's go with Tim it. The leg up thing, dude. Yeah. I do too. Leg up on whatever. It could be a stone. Could be a skull. Could be a helmet. Yeah, no, it's perfect. It's uh, and it's it's like the brutal legend had a lot. Of that. I mean, it, brutal legend. You you kind of you have a guitar, dude. Like that's what they do. You know, people who play guitar. I don't know if you see my guitar, but people who play it <laughs> put their leg on things. Yeah, you gotta. That's true. You gotta put your leg, hopefully, on on a precipice of a, of a cliff. Yes. Um, with water and lightning crashing above and below you. Yeah, right? I mean, generally when I play, that's the environment I play in. That's you know. very metal. Yeah, it's <laughs> super metal. I, I conjure the lightning. It's, it's yeah. wonderful. 
So that's 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 fantastic. Um, but uh, but Can I, I ask you about the alien. Thing? Yes, yes. Smash. Ask all you. <laughs> ask, you ask a question. <laughs> Steven has been absolutely over the moon to talk to you, and he has all these questions. I'm like, I have one, <laughs> one important question. Okay. So, uh, I have an issue with xenomorphs in that they make me kind of want to wet myself and dissolve into a puddle and die. <laughs> Wait, out of fear or love? No fear, abject okay. terror. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of love. Um. Mm-hmm. And I saw your drawing with the adorable little xenomorphs, and it felt like I kind of broke my brain a little bit because they were cute. They were really just cute, mm-hmm. but I also know that they want to rupture my insides and feed me to their their baby eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how how did you come up with? I mean, how are you laying there one night going, you know what would be adorable? <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> I mean, I've loved, man, I've enjoyed, I think aliens are one of the best designed creatures of all time. So I just love drawing. They're so fun. And I think it was like, I mean, I mean, for me personally, like I, I mean, going back to the, to the early 2000s, I took a trip to Japan and um, that was when I first saw um, everything being cute. I was overwhelmed with how cute everything was. Everything. So when I came back, I was into the challenge of turning terrifying things cute or everything cute. and, and like, you know, so earlier, early things like uh, trying to make a battle, terrible battle cute or trying to make, there's this early concept of like this guy called the cute hunter and he hunts cute things and puts them on his walls and stuff to him. Oh, but God. if things are happy and are enjoying themselves, then somehow it's not as bad. It makes, it doesn't make you feel bad. So like, that's always been the challenge is making everything feel even the most terrifying things really cute. And there's great showdowns. There's a lot of real terrible scenes. Um, that actually we turned into real happy moments and that's just maybe that's (laughs) sacrilegious but it's like trying to make everyone feel like hey you know like it's good it's okay some things and other things maybe don't want to go that far but (laughs) i think i'm I'm obsessed with japan what did you say i said i'm obsessed with japan so that whole idea of that kawaii like super cute squishy hello kitty yeah i love that i just that's Really fun that that was the uh, adventure that started you on um, making xenomorphs cute. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could have. They're made of stuffed animals, those little guys. So you would hug it. Oh right? God, maybe, <laughs> maybe. My dad let me watch that movie when I was two. It was already out on TV, and yeah, I, I still don't sleep alone. <laughs> that's, that's a rough thing to show you at two years old. But I guess what? like it's your, maybe you don't know how terrifying things really are, but you really were terrified of them because of the I, shape. Yeah, that that Terminator and Predator. I grew up on those movies because my dad had raised two boys before me, and he just completely forgot that I was two and not a guy. <laughs> yeah. So then he raised his his third boy, uh, which is Ashley. <laughs> it's this weird mix of unicorn fluff and lightsabers. It's perfect. Yeah. And in your cat ears. <laughs> it's it totally does it's it's everything there's one thing man like i love about your art is you do like you said it's all it's all cutesy everything's smiling everything's like a could be a horrendous scene like um your great showdowns with the hateful eight i'm like this is gonna end bad but they're all like you know they all look happy to some degree <laughs> standing there I'm like this is yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, come on, it's a great time. Um, but like your greatest showdowns, I've I've been following him for a while, and like if it, out there, you know, listeners uh, follow Scott Love on Instagram for greatest showdowns and greatshowdowns.com, I think is the uh, your Tumblr, right, where you throw this stuff. Um, it yeah. is fantastic stuff. Do you have like a bank of ideas for that sitting around, or do you just go, hmm? Do you sit down to paint one day and go, I'm gonna just do these guys? Because it, it, to me, you've picked obscure ones, you pick popular ones, you pick modern things. It just comes from everywhere. Like it's it just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to ask. Is it coming from <laughs> nowhere, or or is it is it planned? Well, I mean, I have a master list that I've been adding to for the past many years. Okay. And, and- somebody comes up and says, ah, oh, I like hearing suggestions from people. Because one thing that like is very interesting that I've found is, is there, even the most obscure movies, if I post them, um, there will be, it seems like there will be some, at least one person that will be like, ah, oh, finally, you know, my movie. Like, like it's crazy that, like, how many, how, how, what a wide variety of tastes people have when it comes to movies and how, like, some people hang on to certain movies as their identity and their favorite thing, and it's and when when they see that movie, then it makes them really happy. So I want to try to kind of do as many of, of those ones as I can, or all all types of ones to make people feel good, and and but ones that I've seen and, and enjoy, or even if I don't enjoy it, but um, <laughs> just moments that that might be make translate well to that. But oh yeah, yeah. So if you have ideas, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, well, I was thinking about. Uh, I don't know. If you, oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you've done it yet, but the uh, the the better off better off dead with the the bicycle kid in the newspaper and um, yeah, what's his name? I don't know if you've done it. That would be a good one. I've done that one, and oh. I've done Pumpkinhead. I've done both of those. Have you done? Oh my god! The only <laughs> reason I thought about Pumpkinhead was I saw that they're remaking it for next year. Oh, weird! And really? I remember that movie being kind of all because they. The critter kind of looks like Xenomorphy with the the face and the. He does look very Xenomorphy, yeah. Yeah, no, nobody. <laughs> okay, now now I have to. I'm searching for the pumpkin head once I need to see that. Remakes yeah. no one asked for. I don't have the best <laughs> search engine to try to find those, unfortunately, but I do know that it's in there. <laughs> it's somewhere. The Google can find it. Sure. Subject: Find me the art. <laughs> So you do you do a lot of watercolor as as your chosen medium from what I've been able to see. Is there a particular reason you you pick out watercolor versus like you know acrylics or oils, or do you paint in those and you just mainly do watercolor for your um, production stuff? Well, I mean, I think like after college, I was like really searching for my medium. Medium was I was working in gouache and acrylic, and I was trying my best to like I. I everyone else seemed to be enjoying those mediums, and I just I I, I struggle. It took me a while to. To settle on watercolors is a fun thing because I'm a little bit non-committal when it comes to colors and, and things like that. So I feel like and I like muted color schemes. So once I started messing around with uh, with watercolors, it was a nice mellow way of uh, of my of, of creating stuff. I, I I just like that look and it feels airy to me. Yeah, no, and that's yeah. got a good like still a good work from the from the fifties, like you know, just old designers from. In the 50s, I like really crazy line stuff like that. So, oh, no, that's, that's great. Yeah, it's sloppy. My wife just started doing some watercolor because she, she paints and she's done like she was mainly acrylic. She's like, I could never do watercolor, they're so hard. And she, uh, she recently just like, I'm gonna figure out watercolor. And she's been having a blast. Like, she's like, I don't know why I didn't do this before. So, yeah, I know she, true. yeah, she wanted me to ask you about the, the mediums because like, I, I should ask about the medium. That's a good question. So, that's thanks to my wife for that, uh, that particular <laughs> question. And for many of the things in the upcoming game, 
the great, great showdown showdown. Oh, um, oh right. She, yeah, she came up with a lot of the, the superhero names. So big, big thanks to her. Um, one last question I've got before before we do the game, because I know we didn't want to keep you forever. Um, kid stuff like your huggable, uh, huggable hug machine book i sat there and i looked through the pictures that you had on your site and i was literally like tearing up because it was so adorable and i was thinking about reading it to my son you have a three and a half year old i was like this would be wonderful for him um what like is is there something that draws you to doing the the kids books or is it is it just like you like doing adorable stuff so it just plays into the the style you go for or is there some soft spot for kids illustrations and stuff that you just have in general I mean, I've always, I've, I've always wanted to do picture books, and I've loved working with kids. I mean, and that's partly what what makes my style the way it is is, is trying to um, like retain the excitement that I have when I was a kid, you know. And and I just love hearing kids' stories. I feel like their ideas are so like um, unhindered by the world around them. They're just they they are as far as like loosening up your brains and trying to come up with ideas. Like they really are doing that. Like they sit down and do a drawing, and they immediately start drawing something. And you have, whereas we might pause and be like, okay, what should I, how should I start this? They just like go straight in and they start telling crazy stories. And that's something that's always inspired me. And so I, I just love creating with them and treating them as peers. And so we, it's fun to riff with them. And it's just, it's, it's just, it, there's so many possibilities for creating things for children that I just like, it makes sense to, uh, to make books. And I'd love to make cartoons. I'd love to make all kinds of things with them, but it's always been something I've loved. So. Oh yeah, and it's it's you're right about the kids. They just think outside the box. They don't have limits. Like um, I just gave my son so a bunch of play doh. He got a bunch of new cans of play doh, <laughs> and he's mm-hmm. like losing his mind. And he did something that in my brain was just like no. He took like eight of them and just crammed them together in one giant play doh ball. And I'm like, but all the colors. <laughs> so now he's got this flesh colored, just Ew. disgusting ball of play doh. But he is having the time of his life with this thing. He's pulling pieces off. He's making robots out. He played for two hours by himself. Never does that. Giant, friggin' massive ball of Play-Doh. So, like, exactly. I, I, I was sitting there thinking, like, what have you done? Like, all the colors. But I just hold, I held back. I was like, you do you, kid. You do you. It's going to be great. In his mind, he, that felt like the right, he felt like, oh, my gosh. Like, how would it feel to combine all the colors? of the rainbow together in a mass. That's something that you would be too scared of. We would be like, oh, it's going to ruin it probably. But he, but he knows how it feels to do that. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's, that. Yeah, it's oh. an, it comes from a special place within him where we're like, I we have all like these he, rules. He did that because he knew it would make your skin crawl. <laughs> yeah, he, he stared diabolical. at me. He yeah. stared at me with four of them in hand. what I'm doing, Jack. <laughs> He came in here with, with one, and then he left, and he came in here with another, he asked me to open, he left, and he came in here with another one, asked me to open, I was like, he's cramming them together. He's doing the thing. He's doing the thing I'm so scared of. Uh, no, but it was great. But I think we should totally play ourselves a little game. Let me get our little jam music here going. So, I am prepared. objective for the great, great showdown showdown, you're going to be given a random superhero. And this superhero... You're going to describe what this superhero's powers are. And then the audience is going to vote on which one of you wins the super wins the battle between your two made-up superheroes. So Ashley's going to get one, you're going to get one, and then the audience is going to vote on whose powers should win. Does it make sense? Okay. Everybody, yeah. everybody on board. I feel like it's 
Scott's got, got, got a slight uh, advantage because of his improv. I feel I feel like this is, <laughs> I might die. This is going to be great. It's all going to be fine. And and since we I didn't give you any of the names ahead of time, make up whatever you want. So we're going to spin the wheel here. It looks like a peppermint. We're going to find out who wins. It's so much more laggy in real life than it was earlier. We've got Dr. Doodler. That one's going to go to Ash. Dr. Doodler versus Here we go. Come on, you can do it, spin wheel. I believe in you. Selfie stick girl. <laughs> Selfie stick girl. Scott, you've okay. got selfie stick girl. All right, I'm going to give you each like 30-ish seconds. Wait, who goes first? To uh, uh, Let me flip a thing. Hold on, let me flip Iron Man. All right, Ashley, that was, that was the one. That's my made-up <laughs> pretend way of doing this. All right, <clears throat> Smash, what is Dr. Doodler's superpower? Okay, so Dr. Doodler came from a violent, if sticky, past and grew up drawing to escape his woes. And he suddenly found out that after being struck by lightning, that his drawings came to life. And the sad thing about Dr. Doodler is that he can't draw for crap. So his doodles walk around headless and armless and blobs of twisted pencil attacking people and taking revenge upon Dr. Doodler's enemies. <laughs> All right, what does selfie stick girl do, Scott? Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, boy. Selfie stick girl? Well, she has this rod that extends as far, uh, all the way around the earth as, as long as she wants it to extend. So if you need, um, but it's just for taking photos. So, like, if you want um, a photo of China and you're in you know, New York, you could just take, she can take a selfie stick all the way across the other side of the earth and take a picture of that moment. And also other, um, you know, if there's a bank robbery happen, happening, she could just like, it, it, her selfie stick knows where to go, take a picture <laughs> of that and send it to the police. Oh, so, that's, that's and, right. And, um, you know, it's got um, a real good zoom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well I've opened... <laughs> I've opened the poll for selfie stick girl versus doodle. Uh, if you would, Mr. Dude, Doctor Doodler, if you'd like to vote, do uh, do an exclamation point vote space zero for Ashley and one for Scott, and uh, get your votes in for this particular showdown. That was fantastic. I don't know who I would vote for, but that was. Uh, I vote for Doodler. Doctor Doodler's creepy pencil people really that. I, I just like that he started out with. She has this rod. <laughs> Pretty, that's pretty killer. That's pretty killer. I'm gonna give a backstory with yours, though. You have backstory with Dula. I think I think that's a pretty solid one. It's a very good character. And the fact that he's a crappy drawer is so good. <laughs> well, if I stopped talking, so I would have lost my train of thought, so I just didn't take a breath. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> that's awesome. We've got a tie. Can we get a tiebreaker before I close the poll? Somebody hook me up. Who's the deciding vote? I feel like we got we to knock it out. Or I'll hold it open and we'll move on to the next one and then we'll we'll go from there. We, we can do a tie and then... I vote Doodler. Oh. <laughs> I think I'll, we got it. I'll put it over the edge. I think we're, our votes are in. I'm going to close the voting. We've got three for Ashley and two for Scott. Ashley wins that round. Uh. Well done. 
Well done. You have defeated. You have defeated Scott. We still All right. Have the, the quote of she has this rod. I know. I'm gonna hang on to that forever. That's actually somebody stuck it in the the quote. <laughs> Someone put it in the quote jar. Excellent. Yeah, she has this rod that extends all the way around the earth. All right, we're gonna do we're gonna do another round. Let's see who who we got. Scott, you are gonna get the first hero this time. Okay. Here it comes. So much more glitchy when we're doing this live. Burrito Bandito, Scott. The Burrito <laughs> Bandito is your superhero. Okay. And now we're gonna move on to. Come on. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Do, 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 do. The Pancake Punisher. Ashley gets the Pancake Punisher. Thank you again, Stephanie, for these phenomenal superheroes. Because this is this is the greatest thing ever. All right, Scott. Whenever you're ready. Okay. The Burrito Bandito. Um, he lives on the t uh, the top of a mountain um, that uh, is made of burritos. It's four, 40 miles high. And um, he wears a lot of what appears to be blankets, but they're actually tortillas because what he does is he wraps people in into uh, into these burritos and launches them um, around the world so they can see once again an around the world thing so they can have a wonderful trip around the world in their burrito. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love I love that you take <laughs> you take the bandito and you're like he's a good guy. He sells people all over the planet. <laughs> It's 40 miles high burrito mountain. All right, Ashley, it's your turn. Oh, God. Go okay, so the, 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 the pancake punisher is uh, for truth, justice, and against type 2 diabetes. <laughs> she walks around in her leotard made of pink molten syrup and slaps pancakes out of the hands of those that have insulin resistance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Does she know somehow? Ja ja Jacob is a, uh, he works with type 2 diabetics as a scientist, so. so <laughs> that was where it went. That was just real life. <laughs> he literally does that. I, he, just, he, walks, he walks into IOP, he's like, no! Powerful. <laughs> It's in the world. Both very helpful people. They are. I, I love the way the positive spin that this is taking. Like nobody's like a brutal crusher. Uh, so <laughs> we, we got the voting open again. Again, vote Ashley. Uh, vote zero for Ashley. Vote one for Scott. We'll leave this open for a few seconds and uh, let you guys get through that. Actually, just for the sake of time, um, we'll go ahead and leave that vote open as we move on to the Yay! next one. And I'll close it. I'll close it in a few minutes. So hang in there. Um, the but burrito we'll bandito on. just owned the, pun the pancake punisher. I can't say that. Oh, they voted faster this time. We might close it yeah. a little early so that we know who wins. Uh, because this, if if it closes like this, then there's going to be a tiebreaker. Yeah. We got one for Ashley. I'm going to go ahead and stop the voting. Scott won that one three to mm. two. Well done, Scott. All right. So this is intense now. This is intense. Mm -hmm. Third and final round. And we've got to figure out which one of you is walking home. The champion of the great, great showdown, showdown. I We're gonna make like this happen. Flip for who goes first now, though. I should, I should. I don't have anything to flip. I don't have anybody got a anybody got a D twenty or something. <laughs> wait, wait, yes, actually. Yeah. Well, that doesn't help me. Like, wait. 10 well, it rolls it under ten or over ten, right? That's. Well, who's under ten? Valid. I don't know, Scott. Okay. What? <laughs> you rolled an eight. Scott goes first. Scott goes first in the final round. Okay. Yeah. All right, we got this. Here we go. Spinning the, the wheel for the final round. 
Uh, where's my button? There it is. Spin the wheel. Spin the mighty peppermint of names. <laughs> and we've got the pool boy. Scott, you're... <laughs> pool boy. Yeah, the pool boy is your, is your superhero. <laughs> oh, thank you, Stephanie. God bless you for these superheroes. Oh, what was she thinking about? I don't know. I'm worried. Versus the vegan. Uh, a... Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Okay, wonderful. Okay, the pool boy. Okay, the pool boy is incredibly powerful. However, the pool boy was um, created in one particular particular pool and cannot leave that pool. Um, so battles need to come and happen in that pool. It's, he was created from the um, the actual um, the moth of uh, the um, the grime that was created picked up from this particular uh, vacuum cleaner, or whatever the little cleaner like. Um, kind of compacted it and turned it into a little creature. He's actually only four apples high, and he, um, but he's very, very powerful at um, um, sp uh, spitting water. He can spit water 125 miles out of the pool, so he can oh. hit things from the pool. And and really probably give people a wonderful, um, refreshing uh, shower anywhere <laughs> that radius. That's... And he sings songs too, but water, water themed songs. <laughs> That's my favorite thing I've ever heard. This, Did you say four apples high? Yeah, I like the Smurfs. That's adorable. <laughs> it's a cute little dude. That's yeah. adorable. I feel like I should just. No, and he looks very, very soft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he's very cushy. It's again another wonderful person. Yeah, he's real wonderful. Guy. With superpowers. All right, Smash the vegan. What is the vegan's power? vegan her name is tiffany and she is here to show you another way of life she walks around <laughs> finding those with heart disease <laughs> and turns your red meat into gluten-free almond milk with a glass straw because we don't want to pollute the oceans <laughs> yes. she is in no way preachy but instead is here to educate you on why m-i-l-k is not m-y-l-k <laughs> You're welcome, the United States government and the FDA. I help. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vegan superheroes. They're friends. They they're like a team, pancake and vegan, like there together. There you go. They, yeah, I kind of went to say I'm on a health kick. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're like sidekicks. They are they're they're they are a, they're a super group of vegetable loving heroes. They're like the Veggie League. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Arrow said he's dated the vegan. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, all right, chat, get your get your votes in. You got you got like twenty seconds to decide. I'm gonna totally fudge those numbers too as soon as I see enough of these. I, I feel like today. the pool boy and his four apples high kind of steamrolled the vegan. It's really it's really looking good for pool boy. Yeah, it's. <laughs> no. Based on the amount of chatters we've got and the amount of votes we've got for these characters, I'm pretty sure Scott is walking away. You win. Congratulations, Scott. You are the winner of the Great Showdown Showdown. We are well, super happy. This is very, uh, very close, I feel. <laughs> that, was, that was just fun. The, the four apples high in the Burrito Mountain. That was amazing. <laughs> I feel like I my wanted. foot would get really stuck in some uh, brown beans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying That's, to climb a burrito mountain. Yeah, you'd slip a lot and get stuck. 
But, uh, man, these are great. This I would like to see a team of this or a movie with the, all these characters together with an origin story of them all kind of hanging out. It would be a nice team, I feel. I think cool. so. They've got a lot of beneficial abilities for the world at large, you know? I kind of feel like the burrito guy would, would really cause problems with vegan and uh, pancake. Somehow they'd be like, mm, this is not, not healthy enough. <laughs> what you're doing here. It like replace all of his his actual burritos with just giant romaine leaves, you know, yeah. filled with that's nuts. True. That's true. It could be whatever they want in there. Yeah, they've they, they sabotage him. Show him how to pack it with other stuff. <laughs> this like, is how you make a taco. You're doing yeah. it wrong. That's so great. Well, thank you for being a good sport with the uh, the game there, Scott, and and hanging out with us for a little while. We certainly appreciate you coming. Um, yes, thank you so much. As always, everybody who comes on the show is welcome back anytime. Um, I know one thing I know you've got coming out on Tuesday. Do you want to promote some of your stuff uh, prior to your exit here? Sure. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, I mean, kind of appropriate with the whole idea of creating and loosening up your brains and stuff. I have a book. Uh, it's a, uh, a book called Adventures in Drawing. It's a guided sketchbook sort of thing where, like, um, it's, it's, it's a bunch of like ways of coming up with ideas and stuff. And I, I make suggestions and we kind of together, you could draw on it and you can make lists and you kind of work the way, like how I work. And then we could all work together and we could all kind of come up with a wonder, create a wonderful world together. You could draw unicorns, mummies, knights, and draw cute things, terrifying things, aliens. Uh, that's awesome. That's right. So it's like a little sketchbook that you can carry around and, and work on, you know. I know what I'm getting Stephanie for Christmas. <laughs> and I also have a picture book coming out uh, that I illustrate called Sleepy the Goodnight Buddy, which oh. is written by Drew Daywalt, who was, uh, he wrote a, a very popular book called The Day the Crayons Quit. And so this is like uh, a book that we did together about this like little stuffed animal that helps this kid sleep by actually keeping him up and being very annoying. Oh, dude, that's amazing. Um, McFly in our chat has linked your uh, your Adventures in Drawing book, so uh, anybody who wants it can go go pick it up. It'll be out Tuesday in bookstores everywhere. Is that right? That's yeah. fantastic. Hey. Well, good. Well, maybe I can live my dream of seeing Barf Zone in real life. Uh, <laughs> you can put it in there. People do love Barf, and I'll write Tim myself and let him know. Tweet him right now. People love Barf. We wanted it, and you didn't let us have it. Kids love barf. Kids love barf. It's, it would have been the greatest thing ever. So, man, it's been awesome having you. Thank you so much. We will let you have your evening back. Go eat some food. Go draw some things and go be amazing. Burritos. Thanks, you guys. It's great talking to you. All right, God, thank you so much. You're amazing. We really appreciate it. <laughs> See you, man. You guys. Bye. Bye. And that was an interview with Scott C. Man, that was so much fun. Me and Ashley learned a ton. He is such an incredible human being. Uh, his work with kids is just amazing. Like hearing him talk about his passion for their ideas and what they can bring to the table and, and different ways we can engage them. It certainly made me think of new ways to hang out with my son and see what he, he gets into. Uh, if you're a big fan of, of art at all, uh, you deserve to check out Scott C. Man. Greatshowdowns.com is a place where you can check out his, uh, his Great Showdown series or scottc.com to look at his other works, including The Adventures in Drawing, which is in stores now. You can get it at Amazon and anywhere. Uh, I've looked at the first few pages, and oh my goodness, you need to do this. Like, adults, kids, everybody needs to sit down and sketch in this book. It's super fun. Uh, and Sleepy the Goodnight Buddy, 
which will also be coming out soon by he and Drew Daywalt. Uh, you need to check that out as well. So do that. Uh, Scott C's amazing. We had such a great time talking to him. On the next episode, we're bringing you Margaret Weiss, uh, uh, co-author of the Dragonlance series, as well as many other fantasy books. You are going to love it. We had a great time talking with her, so look forward to that episode. And uh, we will see you next time on Creator Crush.